Hello, and thank you for listening to the Anam Kara podcast. My name is Mary Briere. I am a death doula, intuitive end-of-life coach, plant medicine facilitator, channel, grief healing ceremony facilitator. I also do Reiki and sound healing. I'm a mother, I'm a wife, and I am in service to you. Welcome and thank you again for listening to another episode of the Anamkara podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be addressing the fear of dying. The fear of dying is something I see quite often in my work as a end-of-life doula. And quite naturally, of course, of course there's fear there. But I would like to address the possibility of understanding our fear of death long before we are diagnosed with an illness and long before we are on our deathbed. As I see that the fear of death definitely limits our daily capacity to fully live. I wanted to read a very powerful quote by Mark Twain. It says, The fear of death follows from the fear of life. A man who lives fully is prepared to die at any time. This is one of my favorite quotes because it really brings you back to the present moment, which is what death teaches us. It teaches us to be present with where we are at in our journey. And so I really resonate so much with this quote. In this podcast, we are not only going to be talking about the fears of death, but at the end of the podcast, I have a little treat. I'm going to be walking you through a guided meditation that I do that leads you through your death. It's a very special meditation, so I encourage you now, if you're listening to this podcast, to prepare extra time at the end of this podcast. So making sure that you're not driving in a car, uh, making sure that you are in a safe place and you have a little bit of time afterwards to really integrate the meditation. So let's just get into it. The fear of death comes from a lot of different avenues, and mostly it's based on our own personal experiences that we have with it. Growing up, our family teaches us the value and the ways that we grieve through the dying process, and we witness this in our surroundings, and we begin to naturally adopt them as our own personal perspectives. So what I want to encourage you to do is really take a scan of your life and different landmarks where you have been met with a loss, whether that was the loss of a pet, a family member, just really do a scan and how old you were and and what was that experience like for you? And what about that experience still continues to be alive in you even now as an adult? Death is a fear of the unknown. 
the unknown presents itself with whatever mask you put on it. The unknown can be scary and it can be very intimidating as we as humans tend to cling to the need to understand the world around us and have control. And death has a really powerful way of unwinding all of that and asking you to rise to your trust, rise to your faith in the process, the natural process. There are many different cultures all around the world that have so many different ways and perspectives that they understand and share death with others around them. But I want to talk about here, we, where we are in America, in the Western civilization, and where death has taken a turn. We can actually begin to pinpoint where in our timeline death became something so far away from us that we could not grasp it anymore. It was only a hundred years ago, actually, where death began to, in the Western civilization began to twist and turn. And it was during the Civil War. So if we go back before the Civil War, death was in our home, just the same as life. People were born in home and people died at home. And from a very early age, you would have witnessed death as the natural process in your home. You would have seen uh, close relatives, neighbors dying, and it would have been very natural. And they would have made the coffins at home or buried them in the plot in, in your home, in your yard. And so death was very much integrated into our culture. But it wasn't until the Civil War where things began to change. And I want to state that it's all within good intentions where it changed, but it's really important for us to understand it. So it was during the Civil War that families were being torn and ripped apart. And they were not sitting well with their grandsons, their sons, their fathers, their husbands, dying alone in a field somewhere with no closure back to the family. And so Abraham Lincoln, who would listen to the people and heard what their concerns were and felt empathy towards what was happening, <clears throat> began to hire medical doctors to embalm the bodies so that they can be returned back to the families and they could have a proper burial. So this is where embalming began. And even after Abraham Lincoln passed away, his body was embalmed and it really popularized this notion. And then we began having mortuaries, undertakers, funeral homes, and we began to give the dying process into somebody else's hands. Therefore, becoming less and less a part of our daily lives and move, removing us further and further away from the natural dying process. 
These were all good intentions and completely understandable why a nation that was completely torn apart would gravitate so much towards this new way of handling death. But now if you fast forward 103 years later, death is the rumor. Death is in somebody else's hands. And death isn't really our responsibility until it becomes something that we have to face ourselves or with somebody that we love. And so this separation has created a lot of fear, anxiety around something that's very natural and something that we get to do. We get to live full, active, healthy lives and we get to die in a full and active way. It's a balance. Everything in life, as nature teaches us, is dualistic. Up, down, left, right, in, out. We are dualistic creatures. And so this concept that we are pushing death further and further and further away is causing us deep, deep pain in our daily lives. Because it's not natural. And because it doesn't allow us to fully embrace who we really are. The sooner that we can begin to create healthier conversations with ourselves and the people around us, the sooner that we can begin to liberate ourselves from this fear. In my work as a end-of-life doula, I've noticed just two forks in the road when it comes to death. Either people being afraid of being dead or they're afraid of the actual process of dying. And here I've outlined a few things that I have witnessed and noticed in my work that I wanted to bring to attention. The first one is within religion. Now I want to fully state that I support wholly and 100% anybody's religion, faith. It is an honor to get to choose what religion we have and, and how we choose to share that with others. It's a beautiful thing. But the fear of death is entangled into religion. The fear is entangled in the religious beliefs, particularly if someone is in a place of self-doubt or questioning. At the end of life, it often brings out those questions. Did I choose the right faith? What if I'm wrong? And then on the flip side, if people 100% fully believe that they know exactly what happens after they die, they live a life um, that is their path of salvation. And it's usually straight and narrow. And they fear that if they deviate from this straight and narrow path, that they will be condemned. And I also do want to point out that religion and spirituality at the end of life can also bring the equal amounts of peace and joy 
and surrender. But I'm just speaking once again on the fears of death. Then we get to the fear of the unknown. It is totally a part of our human nature to want to know what's going on at all times, to understand how the world is working around us. And the not knowing can further drive somebody to a point of almost madness because it's something we don't know. We don't get to know exactly what happens at the end of death. That is the teacher. That is the thing that allows us to trust and have faith. If we fully knew, I wonder how different our world would look and how we would interact with each other. And what would our experience look and feel like? It would be a totally different world. So this, this unknown, although it can drive somebody crazy, is a very important piece of our puzzle. And this leads to the need to control. Humans have this deep need to control and feel order. And in this order and control, we feel safe. And death is one of the areas that we have to operate completely outside of that control. And that could bring about a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression. And so we need to understand that death is not something we can control. Another outline would be the fear of pain, illness, and the loss of dignity. This is a big one. We're afraid of the circumstances that are associated with dying. The fear of what will it feel like? How will I be treated? What will be the things that I won't be able to do for myself anymore? What will I have to depend on others for? And this kind of goes into our what we've been taught in society. We've been taught that aging is a point where we become less valuable to the human system and that needing others is a burden when in fact when we are caring for the dying it is a great and sacred honor and there's a lot of wisdom to be passed down from one generation to the next and the only way that we could fully absorb that nectar is to begin to treat the elderly, treat the dying as a valuable resource to our human experience. And then there's a concern about the ones that you love, who you're going to be leaving behind, your families and your friends. How will they go on and how will you be remembered? How will you be carried? People don't want to be forgotten. And we don't forget the ones that we love, but when we're the ones in transition, it's a great worry. It's a very big worry on how our, our loved ones will, will move on with their lives. Will they be scarred and will they be damaged? And I could say the best remedy for that is if you are in your transition, you are the one setting the table. 
You are the one showing others what death can look like. So here are some of the things that you can do if you are associated with any one of these fears. You can explore spirituality, begin to explore philosophy, make death a part of your life, prepare your transition, and focus on your wellness. I'm going to go back to preparing for your transition. It is never too early to share with others and write down how you would like your body to be taken care of. What is your will? What is your legacy? It is never too early to begin these things. And you'll find that when you begin these things and start planning these things, a little bit of that weight and that burden gets lifted. Because you're then doing the act of leaning into something that is not necessarily comfortable for you. And isn't that what we do with anything that we fear? When we are in deep fear of something, what is the thing that people tell you to do the most? Do it. If you're scared of skydiving, go skydiving. If you're scared of asking that girl on a date, ask her on a date. Facing our fear is one way that we can completely eliminate that fear. And so by preparing the the details of our death, we're facing it. Therefore, taking off some of that burden. There's a movement happening right now, which I am just so, so incredibly in love with. And it's called the Death Positive Movement. And what it does is it aims to bring awareness to this, you know, the society's censorship towards death. And let's face it, the censorship of death and not having these conversations isn't doing anybody any favors. It encourages us to speak openly about death, the dying process, and corpses. Let's talk about these things. Let's bring awareness to these things. We don't have room in our lives anymore to feel uncomfortable having these dynamic conversations. It's very healthy. And what this death positive movement is also doing is just eliminating the silence. We get to eliminate it and then naturally it decreases our anxiety and it also encourages more diversity at the end of our life. It gives us more options. When we're having these conversations, we get to learn different ways that we get to die. And I'm telling you right now, there is so many ways that the death process can look the black and white way that we've been doing it for so long is just one way. And the more conversations we have, the more we get to learn. So I'm really, really in love with the death positive movement. I will also attach a link so you guys can learn more about what this movement is and dive into it yourself and and see what resonates with you. The fear of death 
takes up a lot of our bandwidth. There's a lot more healthier things we can be doing than fearing our death. And so when we lean into it, you'll start to notice a lot of free space becoming available to you. You'll begin to notice the quality of your everyday life enhances because now you're living in the present moment and no longer in the fear of the future, which will no doubt be you dying someday. But today you're living. Today you get to be alive. Today you get to wake up and embrace the ones you love and go about the activities that ignite you and share with the collective in these special ways. So why take up all of that time and the energy fearing something that is a natural part of living? If you are needing somebody to talk to and go in further depth about your fears and your current anxieties around death, please reach out to me. I would love to speak with you. I'd love to share with you. We're a collective. We're one. And so this whole idea of bringing death into the common conversation is about rebranding it. It's about uniting us so that we can be empowered with the time that we have here and so that the next generation can be empowered and the generation after that. Let us change the concept of how we lead into death through our conversations and through our deaths. So if you are wanting to have this conversation, like I said, in depth more, you can always reach out to me on my Facebook my name is Mary Briere, B-R-I-E-R-R-E. My Instagram handle is Anam, A-N-A-M, underscore Kara, C-A-R-A, underscore Dula, D-O-U-L-A. Or you can always email me at connectanamkara at gmail.com. Now I'm going to guide you through your death, through a guided meditation. As I stated at the beginning of this podcast, make sure that you're in a space that feels safe to you. And you have a little bit of time after this meditation to integrate and journal and just sit with this meditation for a little bit. In this meditation, you will be required to be lying down. So go ahead and get into a comfortable lying position. And I want you to take a deep breath in. And sigh it out. <sighs> and take another deep breath in and sigh it out <sighs> and just focus on your breath your life force feeling the sensation of the breath 
as it goes in your nose and out your nose. And I want you to relax your mind, allowing your mind to be at peace, bringing your awareness to right here, right now. Just feel that relaxation moving down into your neck and your shoulders. And if there's any tension there, just breathe into it. There's no burden you have to carry here. to move down your arms and opening your heart relaxing your abdomen and your pelvis moving down into your legs and your feet Allowing your body to be fully supported. It's just you and your breath here. And I want you to imagine that this is your day the day that you will transition, the day you will die. And this day has begun like every day has begun before, faithfully. But you know it will end with your body and your spirit separating. And on this day of your death, imagine where you are. Are you in a room? Are you in a hospital? Are you in nature? What does this space feel like? What does it look like and smell like? Are there photos around you? What is the lighting of this space? Just begin to observe everything around you as you are lying on your deathbed. Now, one by one, invite the people that you love the most, whether they are alive 
or if they've already passed into this space with you. Begin to share your thoughts with them and your feelings. What are the things you wish to say? What are the things you wish to hear? this meditation becomes a little overwhelming, just focus back to your breath, continuing to have these important conversations with the ones you love the most, speaking from your heart. Once you have said and heard everything you've needed from your loved ones, allow them to leave the room out of your space. Allowing you here to be alone with your thoughts and your feelings. What is it here that you want to say to yourself? Say it now. Begin to play the movie of your life. All of your triumphs and losses, heartaches and loves, regrets, accomplishments, let it all play out here. that movie has been played out, begin to notice a light in the distance, 
This light feels familiar and it feels safe. Begin to feel the separation from your body as you begin to float near that light. Allowing that light to surround you as it feels warm. Noticing that there's no more separation between you and this light as it feels like home. Allow this light to carry you now. this light carries you, ask it, what can I do more in my daily life? What can I let go of more in my daily life to fully embrace this light, to no longer fear death? Ask it to show you. What can bring you more peace and harmony to yourself and others around you? physical world for yet another day you have another opportunity right now to live the life you desire
encourage you to write down any current feelings that you have during, before, or after this meditation. What did it make you feel? What did you realize? What did you let go of? What are you bringing in more of? Write it all down. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Anamkara Podcast. Namaste and aho.